Good morning, you gorgeous rays of sunshine. I hope you're having a fabulous day so far or night or afternoon. I don't know when you listen to this, but I hope your day involved a little bit of sunlight and fresh air and at least one thing that made you smile. I am Nina Young, the bedroom podcaster who feels like this new socially distanced world has been going on for years. Do you guys feel that way? Weeks just feel longer when you're in the house all day. Time becomes a little bit meaningless. Things are starting to feel a little less hectic now that school's going back. But the last few months, it's all felt like I've been chasing my tail, trying to get on top of everything, get set up to work from home, homeschool the kid, find toilet paper, find toilet paper, find toilet paper. That one went on and on and on. (laughs) We can joke about it. But the truth is, it's been a lot to deal with. And that's why today I want to talk a little bit about burnout. Burnout's another one of those buzzwords that we've heard so much about in the last few years that it's kind of lost a bit of its impact. But burnout is very real and very much something you want to avoid if you can. The World Health Organization defines burnout as being caused by chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. But it's not just work-related stress that can lead to a burnout. Any ongoing chronic stress and pressure can leave you in a burnout that can be extremely detrimental to both your physical and emotional well-being. Even before any added COVID stress, more than a quarter of Australians surveyed said that they felt overworked and burnt out in their jobs. Psychologists Nusha and Zab wrote a checklist of burnout symptoms for body and soul, so let's take a look at them. Number one, feeling physically and mentally exhausted. Number two, chronic tiredness and fatigue. Number three, insomnia or trouble sleeping. Number four, anxiety or depression. Number five, physical ailments. Number six, weak immune system resulting in constant sickness. And number seven, lack of focus and forgetfulness. A lot of those symptoms might seem scarily familiar right now, and I know I felt a little bit uncomfortable checking off so many things on that checklist. The problem is, and I'm speaking just for myself here, we are under so, so much pressure to juggle and manage so many things at once, school your kids, be the perfect and productive homeworker, look after your relationships, keep in touch with your friends. None of these things feel like we can just drop them or let them go, and all of it just seems a little bit heavier and harder to manage these days. So what can we do if we're feeling a little bit burnt out? Dr. Bronwyn Harmon, who is a senior lecturer in psychology at Edith Cowan University, wrote some great tips for body and soul last year, so let's go through them. Firstly, Dr. Harmon suggests taking time off work. She says that you cannot recover from burnout while still juggling your work commitments. Now, this isn't feasible for everyone right now in the current economic climate, but I think it's a good place to start. If you don't have any leave and you can't afford to take unpaid time off, maybe just start by cutting back what you can. Talk to your boss, be open and honest about how things are going for you and just find a way to scale back. Number two, when you're off work, totally unplug yourself from the workplace. And that means not answering business calls, not checking your emails, turn off your laptop and all your other devices. Number three, Dr. Harmon says, seek help. You can tap into your personal support systems, but you should also consider professional support. Your first port of call should be your GP who can help you manage your stress and they might refer you on to a psychologist or psychotherapist for further support. Number four, set boundaries. Draw a line between your personal life and your work life and stick to those rules. Make it clear to your coworkers as well what those boundaries are 
Don't expect them to be mind readers and just know that you've set boundaries. Tell them. And I love this suggestion. Make a list of 50 things that you enjoy. And it's especially good to have things on that list that don't necessarily achieve something, but simply give you pleasure. And you don't have to spend money on those things. Examples could be having a bubble bath or sitting outside and just watching some ants walk around if that's your jam. You could put photographs in an album, read or watch some trashy television. Consider the revitalization you can get just by taking a nap. Once you've got a list of things that you enjoy, try to do one every single day. Finally, remember that it takes time to heal. It took time to burn out and it can take time to recover. It's unlikely that you'll be able to set a due date for your recovery and it will take as long as it takes. Thank you, Dr. Harmon, for those excellent tips. You can find more useful articles like this one on bodyandsoul.com.au and you should also swing by the Healthiest Australia page and say hi and I'll say hi back. Maybe we'll have a little combo and that'll be fun. Break up the day a little bit. I'll leave you as always with a quote. This one is from Curtis Tyrone Jones and it says, just because you take breaks doesn't mean you're broken. See you tomorrow, guys. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.